Welcome to the Progressive Opinions of Color podcast. I am your host, Nancy Wu. I am super excited to get us kicked off with this first episode. We have so much to talk about. It is the week of the Democratic National Convention. We have to talk about Kamala Harris. We got to talk about this convention, Joe Biden, all of these things in this upcoming election that are such big issues and quite dividing and at the same time unifying for Democrats, progressives, people across the spectrum of wanting to defeat Donald Trump. So let's get started. First things first, I want to talk about Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's pick for the vice presidential nominee. And this news came out last week. It is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I was looking for podcasts that talked about this choice, what it means for progressives and more down-the-line Democrats, as well as what representation means for people of color, especially a woman of color, a woman of Asian descent, a woman of black descent. This is a big deal, you guys. I am more than excited. I think it's an important time to really think about what representation means, as well as balancing that with the complexities of her past, keeping her accountable. And you guys, I am so much more excited about Joe Biden as a candidate now. I think it was the perfect strategic choice. He could not have made a better choice than her. She is an awesome debater who kicked Joe Biden's ass in the presidential primaries. And, you know, I am just so excited to see her tackle all of those Republicans, tackle Trump and Pence, all of them in the upcoming months. It is going to be a blast. But let's talk about some of the deeper issues here and why there are concerns. By now, most people are on the same page that we should be voting for her and Biden because we gotta get Trump out of the office. There are concerns, though, that she is not left enough or liberal enough. But, you know, there's her past as district attorney of San Francisco and attorney general of California, where she was harming working class, especially black working class communities with her work as a prosecutor, with her work with the police. But since then, she has been... She has done nothing but shown in her track record as senator of California that she is one of the most progressive people out there. Her voting patterns were 99% aligned with progressive votes, even higher of a score on progressive policies than Elizabeth Warren. She has voted on the same issues as Bernie Sanders and agreed with him 93% of the time. I think that work should speak for itself. Her work as senator has been extremely progressive, and she has proven that throughout her work as senator. It is important to keep her accountable for her past, but all in all, I think that Joe Biden could not have made a better choice. He picked a woman. He picked a woman of color, someone to represent so many of these issues where he is lacking himself as an old white dude who doesn't come across as the most progressive person. And I think it's a really good strategic choice given her complex history 
And the fact that she is a great debater, the fact that she has a lot of charisma, and she represents so many people and so many demographics important to the United States and our electorate, I think it was a great choice. The fact that her personality leaves so many Republicans and Democrats confused is actually a good thing because she seems more independent that way. She doesn't seem like someone who just absorbs ideology for the sake of absorbing it. The fact that she has had a complex past makes her so hard to put into a bucket for the Republicans out there. If you listen to interviews, Republicans are debating on her race. Republicans are debating on whether she's too far left or not far left enough. I mean, it's pretty cool that they are not just making a caricature of her. And I think that makes her a more interesting and complex candidate for the Democrats and a great symbol for Joe Biden. Now let's talk about representation. Is representation important in politics? Yes. Is representation important in media, in any public role, in corporate America? Representation is important. Representation is important. And look what crazy rich Asians did for Asians in the film industry. Even though that movie wasn't that woke and definitely open up a lot of stereotypes that we didn't have to reopen. It was the first movie that was a major blockbuster hit in a long time that showed a lot of Asian Americans that they could be on camera in Hollywood and successful. That was huge. Similar to that, seeing a woman, seeing a person of color, a black woman, an Asian woman be on such high of a party ticket is a big deal for representation. We don't want the Democratic Party or the presidency to just look like a bunch of white dudes. Thank you, President Obama, for your service. I also think that we need to see a woman in the White House at such a high office. And Joe Biden is getting pretty old, so there is a good chance that Kamala Harris could become our president at some point. But let's not hope for anyone to die. I am not saying that. Maybe I just did. But we are, we are in support of representation. People feel seen, and ultimately the president of the United States is not just someone who has power over a ton of policies, a ton of power, such as nominating someone to the Supreme Court, letting RVG retire because she can now go be taking care of her old age and rest assured knowing that Biden will appoint someone who is more left-leaning to the Supreme Court. There are a lot of big things that the president can do, but the president is also a symbol. The president is an example for the generation that is coming of age in America. The president is an example for people in other countries. With a racist president like Donald Trump, kids grow up in America thinking that it's okay to be racist. Adults think that it is okay to be racist because their president is. I will be doing another episode with one of my dear friends about how to talk to your Asian parents about 
how supporting a racist president does not help them. So I am excited for Kamala Harris. I think she is a badass. She is more than qualified. It is going to be a great next few weeks to see her on that stage on national news. I can't wait. So that being said, let us turn to the Democratic National Convention. A few thoughts on the Democratic National Convention that has been happening for this week. I'm going to go into more detail with some friends later this week when we discuss this convention in more detail. But for now, just a few points that I want to talk about. There was a lot of pros and a lot of cons that I got from people across the left on this convention. So a lot of the pros had to do with there being a ton of love for Michelle Obama during this. She was a great speaker, as always, and brought a lot of charisma to the event, as always. It was great to see so many Democrats and Joe Biden lead the way to stand up behind racism and make race a core issue, that a focus for their campaign, and to explicitly announce this and to incorporate a lot of diverse voices from progressive candidates who were in the presidential nomination process or in the primaries to also come and endorse Joe Biden, such as Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. So that was great, and it's cool to see how the Democratic Party has transformed to include so many progressive voices, and that the national consensus from the side is in general to be united in our common goal to defeat Donald Trump. So no matter where you stand, it doesn't matter if you're a Bernie bro or you're like actually super into Joe Biden. We are all in this together to beat Donald Trump, and it's pretty well known by now that voting third party is going to screw us all over, so don't think about Kanye or whoever else is on that ticket that, like, let's not even, let's not even go there. Let's just, let's just keep our eyes on what the ultimate goal here, which is to defeat Donald Trump and to get that fascist whatever orange blob of a thing out of the office. Now, there were a lot of disappointments from this convention as well. A lot of that has to do with what the heck were we doing with all of those Republicans there? I get that we wanted to show that there are some anti-Trump Republicans and their support is actually very integral to us winning this election. That's totally fair. But why does that pro-abortion dude get to talk for two minutes while AOC only gets one? That just seems like a disproportionate amount of screen time that's just pandering to these Republicans who really don't stand with Democrats at all, except to unite over this anti-Trump campaign. I think there should be a certain amount of allyship across that barrier, but people are pissed because this gives off an impression that once in office, the Biden administration will continue to take the more moderate approach and try to appeal to Republicans rather than to more progressive Democrats. You know, honestly, if that's the main critique, then what is the alternative here? We want to find someone who will try to appeal to Republicans, but also Democrats, or we want Trump. 
that seems to be our only options here, which is why there is an entire Instagram page out there called hashtag settle for Biden. There are ways that we can keep Biden accountable. Let's get him elected. Let's get Kamala Harris and Joe Biden into the White House. Let's get Trump out of there. And then we have to do our work to keep them accountable. The work does not end simply with voting. Voting is not just about the presidency. That is the easiest and the lowest hanging fruit that we have to do. We have to go out, register, and vote. But beyond that, we, it doesn't stop there. The struggle does not stop. The fight does not stop. We can keep Biden more accountable than we can with Trump. Do you think that any of this talk about fighting racial injustice would have happened without the work of the activism and protests this year? That was a huge movement that really changed the national conversation around this election time regarding race. That's significant, and we can't undermine the power of our ability as citizens to speak up for the issues that we care about and share that through social media, through our voices, through any platform that we can possibly find to keep our politicians in office accountable. The Democratic Party is, in a sense, very much just a moderate Republican Party under a different name. That is a huge critique of the establishment Democrats and their appeal to Republican demands in order to please both sides, quote unquote. But, you know, let's not forget the progress that we've made and how far we've come. I'm really excited to see that the Democratic Party is more aligned with a lot of progressive politics now, thanks to the work of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren over the past few years throughout these elections by bringing progressive issues to the center of the conversation. I still remember in 2016 when Bernie was on the ticket and we were, I was in Oxford in the UK getting my master's in economics. I remember talking to my classmates who are, a lot of them were Europeans. They were all saying, you know, it's quite weird that you guys think Bernie Sanders is a progressive because to us, he's quite moderate. He's moderately left. Universal healthcare, free public education, those are not, those are things that exist in Europe. It's not a big deal if someone supports those issues. So that was just perspective. And they were saying, how my friends over there were saying how our Democratic Party, the Democratic establishment, is more aligned with their conservative party. And our Trump is just whatever the hell their equivalent is. So there, there is some perspective about how European politics is. That being said, there is still a lot of racism in Europe and all of this that I recognize. But just the Democratic Party in the United States has never been that progressive, we are changing that. But if they are doing some things that are more aligned with the rhetoric of the right, it is something that we can call out, should call out, and push them about. But it's also something that is not that much of a surprise right now. And I hope that with time, it will be a surprise and it will be a huge offense if they were to do something like that. Um, so yeah, I am really excited to see where this goes. I have much more to talk about as well as some of my friends. So we will be making continued episodes on the election coverage, on the convention, 
on Kamala Harris, all of these candidates, it'll be a great time. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.